Why he fighting fighting this? Why what 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 what, what is his goal? Do you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? Welcome back to the immigrant section. I'm your host Abbas Wahab, and in the studio today we got Seema Saperi. Hell yeah! Welcome to the studio. Thank you. Thanks for coming through. Come a little bit closer to that mic, just so. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah, you gotta be just a Am little I bit. Am I doing cl- it right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. just come <laughs> just a little bit closer. Closer, okay. Hell, there All you right. go. Okay. Seema is actor, comedian. I met you at a shoot for a commercial. We did a That's pro right. line commercial. What, like last year, right? That's right. Last year around this time, I think. Yeah, that commercial played <laughs> throughout all. It's of It's still playing, huh? I know. Well, not anymore, but hopefully they'll pick it up. When's the last back. cycle check you got for it? Um, oh. Did you get scale for that, or do you get more than scale? By the way, scale is like the daily rate you get on an acting scale. I think that was scale. That was scale? I got scale, too. Yeah. Yeah, because you were the hero. Seema was in the middle, so it was the. it's a very basic style current commercial. So it's like it starts off. It's like all these commercials are the same. They'll be like, all right, your team is about to win. Oh, my God, it's the big break. How did this happen? And then you're just like reacting to all this. Okay, the breakdown of that commercial, I remember specifically what happened. Like I got this commercial and I remember sending I remember sending the breakdown to my friend and being like, what is this? Yeah. Because it was like, oh, we want her to be aspirational like the guys, but not too aspirational. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I was like, cool. So what happened was I went for the audition. Okay. And then um, my agent calls and it's like a Sunday. Yeah. And I am on my way. Your agent calls you on Sundays? Yeah, because like, you know, nobody checks their emails on Sundays or whatever, right? Good point. She calls on Sunday and says, you have a callback for this tomorrow. And I am on my way to Detroit to see Beyonce and Jay-Z in concert. And I'm like, fuck. I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to. I was like, I'm not going to come back for a callback. Like, I don't care. Like, whatever, you know? That's what happens when you're an experienced actor. People like me, uh, we come back for a callback, okay? I was like. Fuck, I I was like. I'm doing a U-turn, all right? An hour away. That's how I know you're successful. I know no, that's she's booking. She booked like four things this year so far. I got okay. that from her before this yeah, thing started. Okay. Look at you. Uh, at least that's like nothing. Least. She was counting in her shit. I haven't booked shit. Well, but so you, you know go. what? We saw your Nissan commercial. Okay, on we'll the come air back before. to that. The yeah. listeners don't want to hear about that. Yes, yes did do. I go to Nova? Did I go all the way to the east end of Canada just for the commercial? Yes. Did they fly you first class? No. <laughs> was I there three days and I got paid for all three days, but I only shooted one? Yes. Yeah. But whatever. We're gonna come back to that. Um, so you said that you went, so I said so you no. went to Jay Z Beyonce. Yeah, I went to a Power life couple. changing concert. Can Yo, I shout just... out, shout out to Jay Z and Beyonce. By the way, if you're I listening. mean, it was that concert was life changing for me because to see a woman like that um, do her thing and then her husband just kind of like linger in the background. You're like, you're a powerful. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. What does Yes Queen mean? Why is that popping up right now? Why am I? Why is that everywhere right now? Does that mean like? Uh, okay, so I celebrate the, your womanness. Uh, well, yes, uh, but to be honest with you, I think it started in the queer community. Okay. Yes, queen is a thing that started maybe I want to say, 
in the drag community, but I could be wrong. Like I don't know. Patrick is nodding yes. So yeah. I think he's Yeah, very I don't wanna I don't wanna claim it as like this like heterosexual like thing that women say to each other because I don't think those are the roots, but it is an empowering thing. It's like one of those things where you're like Okay, woman, it's get like it. That you know Denzel what I mean? Like, meme of him yeah. being like my nigga. <laughs> I can't say that, so but um, yeah. Come on, you can say it. we're gonna get back into Seema's roots, and we'll find out. Can she say nigga or not? We'll I find can't. out after I these can't. messages. I know. <laughs> Are you bald? Are you bald? <laughs> no, we always come back. <laughs> if Rogan, Rogan, if you're listening by some twisted. <laughs> For some Rogaine is going to be your sponsor. Yeah, I use Rogaine. It's not that effective, but I heard God, Propecia be... is a good thing. But then Propecia, it's like you don't really want to, you don't want to fuck anymore. It fucks up your sex drive, Propecia. Oh, That's I mean, I, I I hung out with a guy who was using it, so great hair, fine. great sex is what you're. I mean, like I don't know about the hair, but it, the other stuff was fine. <laughs> Wait, so so it didn't work. Okay, so no, no, no he still has his hair. Actually, okay. he still uh, it has stops his hair. It, yeah, yeah, it didn't work. Okay. He, and it was thinning, so. Was it you that was like trying to get some, or was it him being like, let's hook up? Because if I it don't was know. you, then the Propecia, he could have just been like, oh, I, guess so. I think it was mutual. I think okay, it was very right. mutual. You guys were like, let's meet at four and fornicate. <laughs> let's fornicate <laughs> at four. <laughs> four o'clock seems to be the hour. I yeah, no, be, it was. No. Uh, who cares? Yeah, 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 we're getting into um, that. Ooh, that was a sidetrack. So Beyonce, Jay-Z changed your life. You have a recall. What did you do? You were in the commercial I was like, no, me. I'm not. I was like, I'm not going. So then. Then they age, love you, right? I have a friend who works at the casting house, and he was like, you booked it. And I was like, what? He's like, yeah, you booked it. Then get to set. The director's like, when we, you know. He's like, have you seen the, um, have you seen like the the drawings that we drew up for the ad? Have like the storyboard. The storyboard, yeah. yeah. Okay, I'm like, um, no, I saw it and it was exactly me. It was exactly me, and it's yeah, they needed so curly hair, curly hair, and an arrow going to your skin, saying kind of brown and kind of was underlined like twice, <laughs> but not twice. Kind, kind of brown, like. She kind of brown. Yeah, she kind of brown. Yeah. Tan. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a little more than tan. Um, was it a black guy to your right with like a, uh, was it exactly how I was or just random no, black guy? No, there wasn't even anybody else in the storyboard. It was oh, just like, was I don't remember the faces. And miscellaneous yeah. people around you. Yeah. I get so, it. So anyways, then I, um, I, they were like, okay, you booked it. And I was like, cool. And then I didn't realize that how how far reaching that one commercial was going to be because everyone on my Facebook and Instagram was like messaging me like, oh, oh I, saw you, I saw you. I saw you. It was, yeah. it was on, it was, did you get the like still shots uh, on Twitter too? No. Oh, I think I saw it, but I don't know if it was a me. It was more of you because you were. Yeah, you were it was like, just like of me being like, expression. oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just for reference, the commercial is three people sitting on a couch. Seema is in the middle myself and another actor girl named Alex. She's on the right. So we make fun of her for her seemingly terrible choices. Terrible pro-line choices. We're all watching the TV and oh my God, it's the big breakaway. Just like the audition. Wow, what are the odds that something like this happens? Oh, Seema's choices, they won. And then Shima jumps up and we're just like, what? We're on the side. And I do a little dance. And I do a little dance. You know, I guarantee 
I just feel like in that commercial, it looks like I have so much swagger. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. I remember being like, she's not that cool. I remember just watching it like at home, like before videos. Yeah, I'm like, she's and I'm cool, like, don't get me wrong, but yeah, well, yeah, she won't. She couldn't jump up that perfectly. We did 16 takes, if we're being honest. For no, that we jump. I, you know what? That was a short that we shot that in not a long. Not it a was impressive. It was yeah. quick. That place on Osington. That was yeah. tight. That was a cool house. People just rent their houses out for okay. commercials. Okay, and and to let the audience know, yeah, that was around the time that I was coming back into stand-up comedy. Yeah, and yeah, you I were remember. like, "I'm a stand-up." I met you the first time there. Yeah, and on then set. you and then you were like, "It was a Monday," and you were like, "Come to the Ossington. Come to the Ossington. They have an open mic." And I was like, "Yeah, maybe, nah, think about it." I didn't go. Yeah. But that was around the time that I was coming. So this is sort of like full circle. It's when been a year. did we shoot this? One year ago, roughly? Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then it played throughout the whole season and throughout all playoff season. Yeah. That's why we'll be. And, uh, na- we'll and hopefully it'll play checks. again. Keep playing, yeah. And everybody listening, by the way, if you really stop and think about it, there's nothing more fun than betting on a sports game with ProLine. ProLine. It's the way to play the game. Add. <laughs> add. Add yeah. revenue. We'll be back right after these messages. You're bald, right? <laughs> <laughs> Let's be honest. You're bald, right? <laughs> um, uh, okay, so we did the commercial. It was fun. But in general, what I like to do, I mean, mm-hmm. I don't want to push us off this real quick. And just so you, just so we're honest with the audience, we had a couple of drinks before this, okay? It was nice. I, I smoked a little bit of weed, <laughs> Okay. Yes. This is the first time I've done a podcast buzz, and I'm liking this. This is nice. I mean, this is going to lead to some sort of like, this is going to lead to addiction. I know. I'm just (laughs) a podcast degenerate. Uh, You'll be fine. You'll be fine. I need it. I, uh, so what is like, real quick, I like to get people's like, just like overarching uh, backstories. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to like rush you. Just start from the beginning. You don't have to say the um, okay. year you were born, but if you do, just know we will be doing the math. <laughs> <laughs> I just mean, like, so you know. okay, so whatever. I was born in 84. Born in 84 when you uh, don't really know. Exactly. Like Tupac voice. Um, Feel me. Okay. <laughs> uh, and I moved here when I was six. So that was like. Same here. Five, six. And you were born in Iran? Just, Iran. Yeah. Okay. I was born yeah. in Iran. Yeah. Moved here as a refugee. Uh, yeah. Yes. And was there a war at the time? Um, no, but there were so many implications, like of like after the Islamic Revolution, anything that sort of did not fit that political agenda, religious agenda, was like you're you're you're, you're essentially target. in danger. Yeah. Got it. And uh, my mom did not want to raise two daughters in that sort of environment yeah. and so we came here um we came here and it was just like here's mississauga i'm assuming uh no actually scarborough <laughs> whoa they she, changed it up she's a scarborough ting wow. yeah um so shout we, out to all the tings out in <laughs> so we moved to scarborough but like you know i think the biggest takeaway from my experience as a refugee coming here as an immigrant blah 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 is that like people don't really understand how much you don't actually want to up and change your life. You know what I mean? Like, you have a life that you're used to, and then everything's new. 
Um, oh, yeah. You, you know, you don't know the language. You don't know the culture. You don't know people anything. People assume it's like so much better than what you had before. You're coming here for opportunities and yeah. you're like, I had a nice yeah. house exactly. and family and yeah, support exactly. and money. And now we're poor and we are, you know, in the system and um, there's no security. Exactly. We have to move yeah. around a lot. Just because you're surrounded by like paved roads and automatic opening doors doesn't yeah. mean your life is better. You right, know? right. Before you had like it was shittier like civil infrastructure yes but it was a more wholesome life you was more well, you family. just have it so much more, more like, support yeah right? exactly and so much of like the car uh cultural like equilibrium yeah. almost yeah but i mean i'm i'm also like very grateful for being here because i don't think like as a woman you know who has a lot of opinions and is like vocal about her opinion oh you're very vocal <laughs> yeah, yeah like i don't know that that would have worked out for me in iran you know what i'm saying like absolutely yeah um so so overall i'm very grateful but like yeah it was a definitely a struggle to get here but everything happens such a fucking cliche and i hate we can swear on this right yeah oh absolutely in fact um, i encourage it yeah, like yeah. my journey, like people who say the word yeah. journey to describe their life are the worst. Uh, but yeah, like it's true, though. It's cliche as fuck. But like it was a struggle. And now it's um, it's still a struggle, but in a different way, because I, I do whatever I want to do. OK, so let's get the actual like what I want to hear is you move to Scarborough six years old. You start first grade there. Yeah. What's the pressure like are you living in government housing are you living with family so What's no we're living in a basement apartment um there's this com there's this uh community organization that's like a non-for-profit that helps iranian people adjust so they hook us up with this family um and we live in their basement okay and it's me my mom my sister and my brother okay and um we are so new uh, we don't know anything, but this this family sort of helping us out. I'm in school. ESL, one hundred percent ESL. Yes. Yeah. Good, uh, e good ESL teacher. Good ESL teacher. So good that at, in grade two I was out of ESL. Damn, I know you're killing yeah. it. This is a true story from my ESL. One time I asked for something and the teacher was like, "Ah, uh, ah, uh, uh, ah, what's the magic word?" And I said, "Abracadabra." <laughs> <laughs> Honest to God, I was six. I was fresh. I just came from the Middle East. I thought like, cause I knew English like magic. She's like, no, please. She thought I was a smartass. I was like, bitch, <laughs> bitch. That's just the only the word yeah. I know. I was like, abracadabra. She's like, motherfucker, no. Yeah. Uh, so ESL, you're out of it. Second grade. Are you killing it? Are you like? Okay, so here's the thing though. Like, we were in Scarborough for like a year, and then I moved to Etobicoke. Okay, all right. Among now, you're among the whites. No, no, still like I'm North Etobicoke. Oh wow! So yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't even know. North Etobicoke is like Rexdale. Rexdale. Now you're throwing names at me. Look, oh, you're I, not from here. Okay, I'm from London. So you're Ontario, not from here. Okay? So I've I went from like I've been honest about that from the beginning. I went right? from like Malvern to Rexdale. So it's like one hood to another. Okay, all right. Just, so it's not like yeah, hood tendencies continue, right? Yeah, like, yeah. And business you know, as usual. but but at the same time, it's dope because like. My friends, like, I had friends who were, like, brown people, black people. And yeah. it was, like, cool because you're, like, okay, I don't feel so out of place. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, uh, out of ESL, I remember in grade three, 
I was killing it. I was in one of these like split three, four classes. Oh shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I was like killing the math in the grade four level. That's when the come up started. What's yes. For you? Yes. <laughs> My mom kept this uh story I'd written when I was like such a fob. <laughs> but like I like wrote this story, this like book about um, a dog and uh, my mom kept it I still have it and it's so funny to look back but anyways yeah like so that was like grade three four and then um, grade four so like no consistency in my childhood whatsoever because we're just trying to like like school wise school wise home wise we're just trying to figure out like what the best place for Got us it. to live so is changing changing Change, so many changes change. readjust yeah. readjust so moved to North York, and that's where I spent most of my um, youth. And that was... Uh, that's why you know how to speak Korean now, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it was great. Actually, North York was like where I met all my best friends that I'm still friends with. Um, we were all sort of... It was like a bougie area, but um, everyone who went to my pro public school was like, a delinquent like we all came from broken homes yeah and we were all like smoking doing drugs drinking at some of, such yeah, an early yeah. age some like, of you were moonwalking for no reason you know just like artistic outlets but you got nothing you know just dancing it was and shit. actually like not not really it was like we were okay we were like in grade eight and we were hanging out at 7-eleven and like we would do this thing called shoulder tapping. I don't yeah. know if you ever did that as a kid, but it was basically like ask creepy guys to buy you beer and and cigarettes. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. I used to buy. Yeah, you used to buy fourteen-year-old like, yeah, girls. Oh, I, oh, yeah, no, 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 boys or girls. I just wanted them to be. I just want them to like me. I just, I just want, want you to party. I just want these fourteen-year-olds to like me. That's gonna help me sleep at night. You know? Yeah. So and and our hangouts were like the park. Our friends are like skateboarding. We're like heavy into like grunge and hip hop. So at home with your mom, are you the headache kid at this point? Um, no, because my sister was yeah. wild. Okay, all right. Yeah, all right. she and my yeah. brother was unhinged. So, so they, I nobody. You're thinking into perspective, right? Nobody yeah. was paying attention to me. Were you a middle kid? No, I'm the youngest. Oh, okay, okay. So yeah. I was like. I was moonwalking in yeah, and out of the yeah, house, yeah. like doing whatever the fuck I wanted. There's like no patience, yeah, or not? Sorry, no patience, just no time to. My parent. mom, my yeah. mom was so busy. She was working like three jobs, like immigrant styles, yeah. like no one's around. Um, so yeah, so uh, if this goes on Facebook, then she's gonna see this and be like, "Oh my god!" What's her accent? Say her accent. What? How would she say that? I can't believe it. Oh my god. Oh my god. It's Neiman so sing-songy. so good at those accents. It's so sing-songy. His yeah. mom is... Shout out to Nima. Yeah, I'm having Nima. Shout out to Nima. Yeah, I'm having yeah. him on the podcast yeah. soon. Yeah. His mom is yeah. my favorite person on the internet. Oh, like, yeah? I just... I watch her and I'm like, oh my god. Yeah, the way she cusses him is so funny to me because it's nostalgic. I obviously. love the Persian English accent. I love. I don't it's know very sing-songy, it. so right? It's like, oh, you cannot do it. like do it, like <laughs> say, yeah, say some stuff. Okay, I'm gonna just. Okay, what do you want me to say? There you go. Yeah, there's <laughs> yeah. something about it. It's always like. Like, it's like you're singing a fucking yeah. song. It's like, ooh. I know. Yeah. It's um, like those snakes that come out of baskets yeah, 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 and hypnotize yeah. you. That's very <laughs> Arab, though. That's very Arab. <laughs> yeah, we're, exactly. We're not. But do you, know, do you know about the Persian snap? 
The Persian snap? Yeah, we have our own snap. No, I've never heard of it. All right, the all Persian right. Okay, snap. ready? I'm gonna blow your blow your minds right now. Yeah, I want you to look at the camera when you do this, okay? Are you seeing this? You see sure this? You're not covering your face. I wanted so, to see your eyes when so you this snap. Is, this is this what is the, the hell Persian are you even snap. Doing right now? This is a fucking like this is how we dance. This I is how we party. I can't even describe for those of you just listening. I can't even describe the way she's doing this. No, it's you like can't. Three fingers somehow making contact. This it is spring like. Don't even try try to try this. It's at making home. a snapping sound and it's not conventional. That's yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's all I can say. So um, I'm uncomfortable right now just seeing that. Really? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> It just shows that we know how to party. Do it like, one more time. Persian people love wow. to dance and party. Can you angle it a little bit so I can see? Oh, I see what's happening. So you slide over a finger, and then that ooh, propels you into the side of the middle finger. Yeah, you're not I'm gonna, gonna cut. I'm gonna cut that for. The, yeah. uh, this is that's such a grand video, by the way, right there in that moment. <laughs> <laughs> the, the Persian snap. Nobody, none of us knew about that. So people do that up in like the club or, uh, or weddings uh, or where? Yeah, well, we have, okay, what we call a mehmuni, which is basically like a gathering of friends. A mehmuni? Mehmuni. mehmuni. Yeah, so you invite all your friends over. A mehmuni, yeah. and then And then somebody puts on the music. Uh. And then... And then somebody gets up to dance. Only one person gets up to dance. And then they'll try to drag everybody on the dance floor. But, of course, you're... Okay, so in Persian culture, we have this thing called tarof, which is like, you have to refuse everything everyone offers you. Yes. Out of politeness. It yeah. is the most passive-aggressive shit you have ever seen oh, in your life. Uh, no, uh, no, no. Uh, yes. I cannot. Uh, no, no. Cannot. Yeah, exactly. Not, uh, do you want do you want chai? Like, I, no. Do you want I, this? No, 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 no. I cannot. It's so over the top. It's so I, over the top. <laughs> so fucking over the top and yeah. annoying. And so 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 we do this whole song and dance about like, no, no, no. Yeah. But then you're like, but then you're like, okay, fine if I must. And then you get up and you fucking cut a rug. And then you bust out the Persian. Cut snap. a rug? What do you mean? Literally? You get a rug and you just take shears and. Oh, no. That's an expression. Cut a rug? Does that yeah. mean dance? What does that yeah, mean? Yeah, it means dance. Patrick, like... have you ever heard of that? Cut a rug? <laughs> He's just nodding right now. Look, I'm an immigrant. You're like, I'm also an immigrant. <laughs> like, oh, shit. Okay, you're new. You're new. It's fine. <laughs> I'm newer. So cutting right. up a rug means yeah. dance. Going in? Yeah. Going hard? Yeah, yeah. I've never even heard that. See, this is. I'm always learning it's, something. And I, yeah, yeah. You know, it's more um, more prevalent in, like, I That's guess you would say... Persian culture. Hip-hop hip culture. Cut a rug. Yo, fam, we finna cut a rug in this beard. No one has ever said that, yo. Maybe not in yo, that way. Yeah. But look it up. So this Look whole, it up on Urban Dictionary. Look it up on Urban Dictionary. Actually, Patrick is on that right yeah. now. I was going to say, it, are Persian girls like the biggest teases then? Like this whole thing that you guys have built into the culture. Ah, I okay. Oh, yes, taught of. Yeah. Um, okay, so here's the thing. I don't identify so hard with the Persian culture because I feel like growing up here, I have so many different friends. I get it, yeah. I don't have a huge Persian... You started at six here, yeah. Community. It's bound to happen. But I will say that Persian women are... They're very, very... shy. Am I, I, just I want, I'm just trying to do the accent right now. That's, that's a good. That's a good impression. But I don't know that they're very shy, but they're definitely, like, bougie and, like... 
Louis Vuitton. Yes. Gucci. 100%. I saw Neiman's one video. We'll shout yeah. out again to Neiman. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Check out Neiman and Zeri yeah. on Instagram. Hilarious Persian like, videos. Hilarious. If you're not like... Yeah, he's like Louis if, Vuitton. Where's your yeah. Mercedes? Yeah, that stresses me out. You know Yorkdale Mall in Toronto. You know it has the rich side. A lot of malls have the poor, not the poor, the average person side. Yeah. And you know you're in the rich side because suddenly the flooring changes <laughs> to something nicer. You're like, oh, this, like, is this marble? Yeah, this is exactly. There's no give. My knees hurt suddenly. Oh, look, Gucci. <laughs> you know, <laughs> right. Every time I'm on that side, I always see like. The bougie, like uh, the bougie-ness. so and the bougie Arabs, too. I'm assuming are Persian. You can't really tell sometimes. Okay, you know so I mean? the biggest population yeah. of Iranian expats immigrants is in Los Angeles. Oh, of course. Where, in yeah, Beverly Hills. Yeah, you get the white BMW. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, like, I don't really identify with that because I'm like my I'm. That's way too much upkeep. Like I feel. You know, the perfect Persian princess. If you look up the handle Persian princess on Twitter yeah. or Instagram, that shit it's gonna is be, it, yeah. wild. It's going to be rose, I bro. can only imagine like, like pages. the most sculpted eyebrow possible. That's like all I'm thinking. I mean, right you now. get you you get the, the whole gamut. You get Persian. the whole gamut. Like it's I mean beautiful hair like very done like everything's like you know yeah i mean princess is literally in the name right yeah so i mean i so i i i really just kind of like i don't identify with that because i feel like i'm uh being a persian princess would be too much of an upkeep for me i'm very like just oh yeah i mean i'm not i don't be. think you're that at all i mean you're kind of like you've got your vibe your whole vibe is like kind of you're like the you're like a I want to say Laura Croft, but really, who's the actual Angelina Jolie? You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, okay, take it. I'm not. I'm not like. Dick wow, riding. that I'm is not, like the biggest like compliment the, uh, I've ever. You know what I mean? Ever... Angelina Jolie is not like conventional. Like, will be wearing a dress. She's more like got that kind of like attitude yeah. about her kind of thing. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, like I thing. just do my own thing. I just like fly by the. Yeah, seat like right of my... now you're wearing all black with white chucks. Okay, hey. that's a thuggish look. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I'm I'm G'd up from the feet up. Now. Yeah, you're a Scarborough Ting who made it far, you know? Booking four I guess, in I guess. Um, I haven't booked shit. Um, no, mostly I find myself annoying, and that is sort of why I kind of try to, like, stay in my lane. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, this is, like, sort of where my, all my comedy is going kind of right now, because I'm so sick of my material. I'm, I'm, like, done talking about... Like, politics, race, where I'm from, da-da-da-da-da. Like, I hate it. What are you like, ready to talk about? I just, I'm, like, really interested in human behavior. Just, like, human from behavior. From my own perspective, okay. the things that I do. Because usually I'm in, like, self-sabotaging. Can you give me an example of something you've thought of in the last two days that is kind of, like, would follow the theme of a new style of what you want to tackle on stage? Um, okay. I don't want to put you on the spot, but you have three seconds. Oh, God. <laughs> no, I'm um, I don't know if this is going to be like set up, set up punchline. No, 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 I'm not at like all. Forget writing. about joke form. But, but I'm just saying like you're saying yeah. forget politics. I want to talk about real shit like boom. OK, so like, you know, coming to the realization that like you are literally the common denominator in all of your life problems 
That shit is a hard pill to swallow. You know what I'm saying? Because what I want to do most of the time, and I think everybody else is like this too, is be like... Find blame. It's your fault. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, the world did this to me. You know what I mean? But And yet, at the same time, I'm sick. I'm so fucking sick and tired of having to like pull out my marginalization report card to be like, look at what I've been through. Yeah. You right. know, I'm a refugee. I have mental illness in my family. I'm fucking depressed yeah. half the time. Like, no, I'm tired of it, you know? And, and not that any of these things need to be like need to stop being talked about like i understand the importance and that's of not them. how it's coming off at all by the way but continue. but you know like yeah. I, mean, I don't want to like i get that these conversations need to be happening but yeah. for me i've talked about my depression i've talked about being iranian i've talked about being a refugee i've talked about white people i've talked about this and i'm like oh my god i'm so tired of this yeah i'm and maybe i'm just sick of it creatively and there's, artistically there's such a pressure to have a voice to be a role model yeah a distinct role and every bit you write you're like this is funny but what's it saying you know what i mean like that kind of bullshit that is a pressure that's just now i'm like because social media any angle that you uh that you take on something there's so much backlash in one way so you're trying to figure out like what is like what is the thing I'm trying to say. So I'm just tired of it. You know what I mean? Like, I'm tired of... It feels like I have There's to be on topic with what is going on. And, like, most of the time, I'm like, I'm, I'm not woke enough. Yeah, I don't exactly. think I'm You're woke enough. You're not a thought leader. This is just a joke. This is something in my life. I just want... Let's laugh. I'm like, not a thought leader. I'm a political... I'm, I'm political just by existing. You know what I mean? Like, I'm a woman, I'm POC, I'm fucking, like, I, I'm here as a refugee, and I'm doing stand-up comedy. Like, that in itself is that's a political a, act. Yeah, that's a bunch you know? of boxes. Yeah. yeah. So I don't feel like, so now I'm like, okay, I, I did that, and I can always fall back to it. And some of the jokes slap. Even, like, sex and relationships, like, I'm tired of talking about it. Like, I'm, like, I'm interested in, like, the nuanced human behavior and how annoying i find myself because i find most people really annoying you know what i mean like one of the things that i'm like kind of talking about is like in the morning i wake up and you know some people pray some people have a morning ritual and for me it's pretty much like please god don't make me have to talk to somebody that i don't need to yeah <laughs> this is how much I want to avoid people, you know? Yeah, 100%. I am constantly telling myself throughout the day, it's okay that you don't talk to this person. You don't have to be this, like, conversation, yo, happy, yo, smiley person. Okay. It's okay. You don't have to talk to this person. I'm, like, walking by. I'm delivering because I'm, like, a like what I do during the day. Like, it's a delivery gig Yeah. for this bakery, right? So I'm just, like, quickly... And sometimes I go to locations, and it's like I'm I'm doing many yeah, trips. You don't past need them. to. You and don't I, need to and, and, small and, and talk. Make quick eye contact, and I'm like, that's all. That's I don't it. It's present. Small talk. Been, yeah, it's been a year. You've okay. done all the small talk. You don't have to say anything. You can just drop these boxes off and leave. There's and it's okay. It's okay. But, I, my but mind it's like this, like, like people don't be rude. You're up. Yeah, exactly. Yo, don't be like weird. Don't be me. weird. Yeah, yeah. No, no. All that stuff. Okay, yeah. I had like the biggest revelation, and it was like. Hashtag revelation time. <laughs> it was like, 
Yo, because people message you on Instagram and Facebook and like you know them. Message you and say what? What are you saying? Well, they're like, hey, I saw you in this or hey, they're commenting on your photo or hey, blah, 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 blah. Right? Yeah. I don't have to respond. Just because you message me yes. doesn't mean that I owe you a response. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> right? So I have this revelation. I, still... I have this revelation and then I get left on red. <laughs> yeah. That... And then I'm like, oh, well, 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 if it isn't my karma. <laughs> yeah, right? You're like, fuck. Well, and then you're like, okay, that doesn't feel good. But that person doesn't owe me a response. And that is like I know liberating. I not only have that problem where it's like I feel like they owe you. I'm not even worried. I'm, I, I, I owe them a response. In my mind, that's a default thought. Like, oh, I got to respond. But my you don't. pressure, I don't even owe them a response. Yeah. I'm past that. My pressure is the timing. The response, guaranteed, I must respond. But now with the pressures, okay, so how do how do I wait? When like, do like, I when respond? When do I respond? What is the thing? Like, I must respond, but like, so I'm like two levels deep in. You know what I mean? Like, the reality is you don't even need to you respond. No, I mean, because no, if they're, the if thing they're in is, your circle and if they're your, if, if there's if a they reason, are, but yeah, if, exactly. there's, if they're not, like, why do I need to respond? Just because you're inclined to shoot me a message and have communication, I don't owe you anything. Yeah, I don't owe you a response. I don't owe you anything. No. Yeah, and but like, at the same time. And, and, and at the same time, no one owes you yeah, shit. Exactly. No at one the same owes time, you shit. I'm like, yeah, I can, I can get trapped in that and like not respond to like 70% of the things and just like pick and choose like, uh, does this person mean anything to me? And like, do I really have to respond? But, but I don't you like, think that's I healthy? I try not to overthink it. That's like it. boundaries. I try not to overthink it. If it's a, something that's like out of the blue, like, yo, some people will hit me up. Some people have hit me up about the podcast. And they'll be like, uh, you know how like with comics, they'll say like on Facebook, with, anytime someone posts anything on Facebook in the comedians forums, they'll say, I have a couple spots available. Comment below. People will say spot, spot, give me a spot, blah, blah, blah. But that's such a fucking... People message me on the podcast be like, oh, I haven't heard my th ethnicity, spot. I'm like, that's not how this fucking works. You think I'm like, gonna, are you, you interesting, bro? Like, <laughs> spot, and I'm gonna bring you in and sit and talk to you for like a full hour. Like, I don't want to be rude, but it's like I choose specifically who I have on here. It's not like I have a list of people that said spot, and I'm just getting through them. Yeah, well, well, that is a whole other thing. That is like the whole like c comedy thing, and like trying to. The whole comedy thing and trying to be like, you know, build community, but also like do what you want to do because you're like, I'm doing this on my own. I can filter whoever I want to have on my show because you run a we you run a monthly. I run, well, yeah, a couple things for sure. Yeah. But I also feel like some people sometimes they think based on the fact that based on like our relationship and how like uh, tenuous, how like weak or light it may be. Mm -hmm. I don't need to really respond to this person, but I don't, I try not to, I try to just respond across the board just so I can just, because I can, yeah. because I saw it instead of thinking like how much time, like, do I have to owe this person? I just respond. I don't think about like this, you know, before I used to think so much like, oh, I don't want to respond right away. Like I'm right there on the thing. I, just, I don't like, want to look like I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm uh, like, you know what I mean? Like now I just, I want to be thinking, you know what I mean? Done. I mean, yeah, like, I don't really put too much thought into it, but I do find that, like, people come out of the woodwork and they want to say See, stuff. you book so much stuff. You have so much action. I and don't. we're going back to this. We're going back to this. I know you're making that face, but you're doing well. 
and it's pissing me off. <laughs> okay. it, it, honestly, okay. it's Tell, all Seema, pretend. It feels I, like it's not. It feels like okay, sure, you see my face on stuff and whatever, but like. Seema, talk to me. Okay? I'm nowhere near where I want to be. I have so many goals. I have so many career goals like that what? like all of this shit is just like, okay, cool. Yeah, it feels good. It feels good to book commercials and stuff. But like, I want to like. But you book TV. Yeah, I've like done television shows and stuff, but I haven't booked anything on TV for a while, actually. For a minute. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's been a minute and that is fucking anxiety inducing because I'm like, this is what I want to do. But now you're putting together your own scripts. Yeah, so I'm writing, so I'm creating content. And like in an ideal world, I'm in a writer's room with some of my best friends and acting in my own show. That's that's what I want. Where would it live? Like ideally, if we're talking about an ideal world, you have a cast of people you know and the writer's room is packed with people you know, where does the show live? YouTube, Netflix, like I, if it's yeah, idea, Netflix, idea, not, yeah, Netflix for sure, yeah, for sure Netflix. I mean, any of the streaming sites, yeah. Are there any big Netflix shows right now that are produced and written and like totally out of Toronto? Um, not that I know of. Hmm. Okay. Actually, well, there's like Shadow Hunters. Tale is filmed here. I did like filmed an extra here. For the Shadow Hunters is filmed here. Shadow Hunter. <laughs> uh, yeah. Like, I mean, there's shows that are filmed here. I don't know that they're like Canadian productions. Okay. I mean, um, Kim's Convenience. Kim's Convenience. <laughs> by the way, I'm really good at uh, Japanese. By the way, English. by the way, yeah. um, by the way, Toronto by the way. actor yes. Simu Liu. I don't know who that is. He is on Kim's Convenience. Shout out to Simu Liu. He just booked the leading role in a Marvel film. Crazy Rich Asians too. Uh, no, it's I forget what it's called. Like Shang something. Anyways, it's fucking huge. Yeah, that's incredible. He's a Toronto actor. And yeah. wasn't that one dude that just did uh, Aladdin? Wasn't that guy a Toronto Mina? cat? Mina Masood? Yeah. Wasn't that guy a Toronto guy? Or yeah. like GTA guy? Yeah. Yeah, see, that's what I'm talking about. We need... That is awesome. That's like, oh, okay, look, there's a path, you know? Well, explain this to me. You've been in the game for a while. Mm-hmm. I dipped my feet into acting. Yes. When I moved to Toronto, February of 2018. Get an agent. Great. Getting like Books. five commercials a week. Oh, sorry. I wish. Five auditions a week. Great. I book a couple things that first year. Four or Great. five things. Union, non-union. A lot of it's non-union. Then I go union, which is ACTRA. Actors Union of... Is that Canada or Ontario? Uh, I Let's say Canada. It's... Yeah, I think it's... I think it's Ontario. There's no O in there. But there's a C in there. <laughs> Ooh, that's just math. Actors Canada. But I think at the union is yeah, it must be okay, I don't know because I think oh, BC no, 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 has no, their no, no, own. No, no, no. I think it's I think well when I went into the East it was still uh, Actra, I think. Okay, so either then way, it, yeah, yeah, so it doesn't matter. Actra is the main union around here. So I went Actra mm -hmm. January of this year. Yeah. And then my auditions plummeted. That's what happens. Can you explain that to me? <laughs> I don't know. It's just like a natural cycle because you are now in the pool competing with 
all these other unionized actors. And then unionized is like the higher level talent? Yeah, so like the union is being seen before anybody else. So if you're non-union and you're you, going out for a union commercial, they're seeing they're mostly if they, they book you union. If they book you, it means that they went through all the union actors and they were like, "No, they're not the right fit." Okay. So, um so that's it. You're just in like in a bigger pool of like competition. Yeah, why? Well, thought... Are you going out for like film and TV stuff? Who's your agent? Colin McMurray. Is is that like the agency? It's like a boutique agency. They rep comics or what? No, only actors. Hmm. It doesn't do anything for comedy for me. Shout out to Colin McMurray. <laughs> 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 he doesn't give a fuck. Um, yeah, so, so that's it. That's it. You're just like competing, but then it'll pick back when up. When does it pick also, up? This, the, how does this thing work seasonally? Also, this year was slow. This year was slow. I've been hearing the opposite. Like, a lot of people tell me they haven't been going out, but, like... I don't know, for film and Some TV, people are like, oh, like, there's $40 billion coming into America, Well, to Netflix Canada is coming. For, Netflix in productions this year. I keep hearing that. And I was like, where are the auditions? All the commercials, and I know people who work at the casting, yeah. commercial casting agencies, all the commercials were non-union this year. Really? Like, so many of them. Why is that, you think? Because they don't want to pay... Union fees. Oh, that union premium. <laughs> yeah. Then why yeah, did I cause... go union so quick? Why? Well, I mean, if someone gave you the right advice, they would have told you not to, actually. Stay non-union for a couple of years just so you can build up your resume. Oh, also, in film and TV. But you can always go non-union. It's not a big deal. Well... But talk to your agent. It's, yeah, I guess so. I just want to book again. I haven't booked shit. And la- Dude, I was so you confident You haven't been about- auditioning, right? Like, that's the thing. Yeah, I haven't. You're not, that's you're what not I'm saying. booking because you're not auditioning, not because you're... Exactly. Yeah, it's a numbers game. <laughs> I, I Googled it. They say in LA, it's like every 30 auditions is one booking. Mm. But I feel like my numbers were better last yeah, year. Yeah, I have a better but... booking ratio than that. Too. Yeah, well, you're a killer. Again, we'll no. go back to that. Book <laughs> He's four lying, things you this guys. year. He's lying. She's killing it. It's July. Four things I would kill for one. Kill. Um, kill. It's okay because I perpetually feel like I'm starting, you know, all over again. Because, like, even with stand up comedy, it's like. What, like six, seven, seven, eight years ago I started doing stand-up and then I took like a six-year hiatus. Yeah. And then now I'm back and I'm like, okay, there's like maybe like four people, five people that are still doing it from when I started. Yeah. And um, I feel like I'm starting all over again and that's that's rough. Well, that's what happens with stand-up. Even if you took six months off, to be honest with you. You're starting all over yeah, again. Yeah, because all the, like, it cycles through. A bunch of people drop out. Some people, like, they're not in, like, the same click or whatever anymore. And you just don't run into them. They're doing the better shows. They've moved on, you know? Well, yeah. I don't know, like, what the Toronto scene is like. If there's, like, an... A, a hierarchy of is. shows because I don't know about any of those shows. That's how I know, and I know that. And what I don't shows? see, and I don't see any of the high-level cats in Toronto around the shows I'm at. So I know there's like a higher tier that these motherfuckers are like working at. You know, I... there's gotta be. Where are they otherwise? I'm at the clubs. I don't see them. You're Maybe the clubs. They're... I'm like watching in the back. Like I'm not performing. Trust me, motherfuckers lingering. <laughs> I'm I like, mean, I'm a comic that I, get a I don't know. I feel like everyone's sort of like pitter pattering until like somebody hits. 
Yeah. Like with like a festival or like uh, whatever. It's such a weird. And then, and then that changes their sort of trajectory. Trajectory. Yeah. Yeah. And but that's really it. Otherwise, we're all doing the same shit. True. True. This, you know what I mean? Like I've been on this shows. This artist hustle. I've yeah. been on shows with headliners doing a same, similar amount of time. Yeah, but everything ends, especially with the acting portion. It's like you can get a really big project that you feel is going to like change everything for you, and then it just ends, and you're just back in the same pool of like. Auditioning. But that's also like I feel like in a way that's also like liberating because. For me, without a work, doubt, if you come from corporate where there is no exit strategy, without a doubt, it's so liberating. I can't like I don't I do I, do, I can't deal with monotony. Like, yeah, I can't deal with the same shit over and over and over again. Like my mind just goes numb. Yeah, I'm depressed. I'm like, yeah. I like the change and sort of and you know you do a project and it ends great. Like next. And then the cool thing about having, like, the acting and the comedy is that, like, okay, if, like, one thing is not popping like, it, off, yeah. you could just, like, focus your efforts on the other thing. But the problem the other is thing. you always got to have both, like, your hands in, I don't know if, like, this is even a term, but your hand in both pockets. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you, because you got to be, like, I think you, you got pots, whatever. You get the point. Be in both things. All right. Yeah, yeah. You gotta be taking acting classes. You gotta be hitting the mics. You can't be like, oh, I'm just gonna hit the mics and neglect acting completely. It, I and mean, depends on if, if you're just. I mean, if, if that's what you want to do, right? Exactly. Yeah. But it's like, but in your case, I mean, you stopped off for six years and it like. But if you were kind of like in the mics a little bit throughout, it, this would be an easier reset for you. So to I speak. mean, it would be. I don't think that it's been challenging. Like people, like I don't hit people up for shows. Like people hit me up. To be on this. That's show. a good sign, yeah. That's what you want. And like and also I I don't um I feel like when I do shows I come like super prepared and I'm like, here I am. You're there to work. I'm there to work. And so and like I feel like I've had a good I feel like it hasn't been that challenging simply because I have had the experience and also I'm an actor, blah blah blah. But um, but I just want to be great. You know what I mean? Like, I'm at a place where I'm putting all my material away. Yeah. For now. For start, You said you're starting afresh. Yeah. Turning just like a, a completely different vibe. Yeah, because I, I, I want it to be fun for me. If it's not fun for me, it's not going to be fun for the audience. Yeah. If you're not having fun. Yeah, they're picking up on it 100%. Like, you could just be like, blah, blah, blah. And if you're having fun, they're going to laugh, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's going to be easier for them to laugh. I mean, they may not necessarily right. laugh. But... And, and that's fine. But um... I got a question for you. Do yeah. you, you know how in, the, in comedy, the trajectory is always like, not always, but traditionally it's, yo, I'm going to cultivate my skill locally and then move to the States. Yes. New York, L.A. Yes. Now, you've been in acting game for quite some years now. What's the trajectory amongst Toronto actors? Are they all LA. trying to move to L.A.? Yes. They're all trying to move to L.A.? I mean, it's just... And how does it work? Do you got to book something big to be able to get the visa? How do uh, they usually do it? Yeah, you just got to... You just have to have, like, a body of work that's, like, reasonable. And then you get a lawyer and you pay thousands of dollars and you get your O-1 visa and you... And that's performer's visa, right? Or, mm. or is that P-1? 
That's the O one is like I think it's for you can do it for acting, you can do it for like stage, circus, whatever. You yeah. can do it for whatever. Yeah. yeah. So and it's one year or three years. Three years. Okay. Yeah. All right, yeah. The TN visa, that's what I was in on the States last time. Yeah. That's NAFTA. That's for, like, profession. That's for engineering, biochemistry, blah, 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 blah. My friend went on that visa, and she's an editor in film, and then now she has an O one. So you can always, like, reapply. It's such a hassle, though. I hate fucking dealing with the Department of Homeland Security. Oh, it's not even a money thing. With the TN visa, because it's NAFTA, it's it's like 50 bucks. But you got to go to a port of entry. Which is either an international airport or a border. In my case, I went to Detroit Windsor Tunnel. Right, right, right. And you got to where talk... were you? But you were in California, no? Well, I got the visa. Uh, I did all that stuff in Detroit because it's that's where I was living at the time. Mm-hmm. And then I moved to California. Okay. But before I moved to Detroit, I had to go to this the Detroit Windsor Tunnel. Right, right. Talk to the Department of Homeland Security. It's the wor- applying for a visa in the states is the worst, like a, a TN visa. It's the worst experience because they they got you by the balls. It's a pure power move on their end, you know. Oh Whether yeah. they grant oh, you entry God. or not, and they're just so nitpicky about stuff. It's yeah. unbelievable. Like I, <laughs> I got rejected. I got rejected because my position did not explicitly have the word engineer in it oh god so i had to hire a lawyer and come back and change the offer uh, letter to uh a new position name that has the word explicitly engineer in it yeah so the guy who was like a high and school degree is like just like the hmm. most power trippy yeah dude you know what they t- i was my role was program manager that's what i worked in the states program manager and operations mm-hmm. program manager mm-hmm. And I was warned explicitly, your role cannot say manager on there because it pisses them off. They're like, you're coming, you're Canadian coming to manage Americans. Oh, my God. So you got to get, you will not get, as an engineer, you will not get approved if manager is in that fucking name. That's so stupid. Because it's just like this dick size game thing that happens. You got to get rid of the word manager. Okay, so I was like once young and very stupid and naive and like didn't know how like, and I traveled to the US like many times, but not like this. So me and my girlfriend, um, she had a cousin that worked at WestJet, got us buddy passes, but it was flying out of Buffalo. We're young, we're dumb. We're like, okay, let's take a bus to Buffalo. Easy. Fly from Buffalo to fucking Miami, the worst place on earth. Yeah. <laughs> um, because that's like what you do when you're stupid and young in your 20s. Uh, and so, so we go and we don't have all of our flight information that's like, okay, this is when we're flying back. But, and we have like outfits and, you know, it looks like we're basically trying to move into the U.S. Yeah, like how many luggage bags you have? We each had one, but okay. it was like... A lot still? It felt like they were like, okay, so my friend was a clothing designer, and yeah. the, then we were going to go visit her friend who had asked her to bring a bunch of, clo- like, dresses down. And So, so she looked she, like she was flying with her wardrobe. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so we get stopped at Buffalo other worst place on earth like yeah. the fucking you like i don't know yeah, i'd like, rather go to miami than buffalo um yeah uh, at least but you got the beach miami's like the place that's like i don't know 
I don't know, it's like, it's so douchey, you know what I mean? It's like the epitome of douche. Like, yeah, when I think of Miami, I think about doing cocaine in the daytime. You know doing I mean? cocaine, doing daytime, cocaine in the daytime. daytime cocaine, that's like what I think about when I think steroids, about Yeah, tans, silicone breath. Tans. Oh yeah. You oh, know yeah. what I mean? A like, lot of jiggling and daytime cocaine. And like fake lips. Yeah. And like. Yeah. Yeah, that vibe. Miami. Anyways, yeah, Miami. Um, Miami. <laughs> so they tell us we can't go. They take my fingerprints. Tell me I can't go to the. I can't go. I can't cross the border because I look suspect. And from there on out, every time I had to go to the U.S., I had to prove. That you weren't moving there? Yeah. And it was such a whole, it was such a fucking pain in the ass. And then in the end, um, I ended up writing them a whole letter and being like, I was racially profiled. Wow. And it worked? And it worked. Did they get back to you or did it just stop? No, happening? they just stopped. They took that thing off of me. That's amazing. Off of my account. That's amazing. Yeah, they put like a, it's like a, a blacklist symbol, so to speak. Well, it's like, yeah, you got to show up extra early because they're going to take you into questioning. Like, yeah. what is this? And what are you doing here? And what do you want? And you're like, here, I have bills to pay yeah, exactly. in Canada. Yeah. Look at this shit. My God, he's just. I have like an kid. address. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not. Yeah. I'm not he's trying a, to. The officer go. <laughs> move here. Anyway, it was so scary. They were so mean to us. Yeah, you're like, look at how in debt I am. I have to go back. They're like, she's in deep. We <laughs> let's let her in. She can't run from this. Well, actually, at the time, I was a homeowner because damn, this was this was before I ventured off into my um. The artistic path. <laughs> yeah. Damn, what were you doing for money back then? Uh, so I was in advertising. Okay. Um, I was like s- such a hustler. Like in So in college, I used to work in bars. Okay. And that's how I made all my money. Yeah. And um, when I got out of college, I went to into advertising. So I had a nine to five, but I still kept my bar job. So I would work like nine to five. And then on the weekends, I'd work at the club. Yeah. Um, so you were and I just taking, like stack like cash. Yeah, just piles and piles. Yeah, so I bought a condo. Woo. Yeah. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, ooh, I like, what am I doing with my life? Like, yeah, it was just making like making money. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Like, I know I could do this. Um, I hated it, and it was. So, like, what was the first move that broke up? Did you quit the bar or quit the job first? I quit the job first because the bar was like giving me like the majority of the money and oh mm, well, you know what like the salary is probably the majority right salary is majority but there are nights where you make like anywhere from like five hundred bucks to like eight hundred bucks yeah I I know how and it I, is for y'all like, yes like, y'all yeah. girls clean up where yeah. did you work like the Drake hotel and shit like that no not the Drake I worked in nightclubs I served in nightclubs oh yeah and yeah and like my soul was like damaged yeah yeah because it's like <laughs> for how long <coughs> oh my god is that like Hades I quit when I was twenty eight like it was always all about the money for me it was never about anything else which was like cool Same because here. I had I had like uh you know. But I would be, you know, stressed because you're fucking walking around in a nightclub with high heels on and dudes are trying to grab you. And you're like, yo, don't fucking touch me. Yeah. You know? Um, and, and But you have a condo. 
So it's like this weird, you're like, this is for the condo. This is for the investment. But yeah. for what? Exactly. So I was, when I used to live in California, and I somehow landed working with this company to oversee the launch of their new product. And I would have to go to China and locally like oversee the launch of like the uh, the prototype launch mm -hmm. for production. Mm -hmm. They have to meet certain metrics for that supplier to allow them to produce right. there. And I'm there six days a week and the salary is crazy, but suddenly I'm there. I didn't even want that job. I didn't even know they would send me I, China. It's cool. You think you're going to China, but that wears off in a minute when you realize you're not you're going to warehouse. Shanghai or Beijing. Yeah. You're in a warehouse hours away yeah. from in a, t in a pure industrial town and you just go from the, your yeah. hotel to that warehouse and vice versa that's it there's nothing yeah. in between except for food you all like go shower and you meet for food yeah. corporate food fuck that so that was the moment I re that was the same thing you were getting your ass grabbed in high heels I was in a fucking warehouse in China looking outside Yo, the window even like, in what the, the fuck even in the I corporate doing? even in the corporate world like sexual harassment was like commonplace I would say for you maybe I mean yeah I mean, it, oh even till now it is I mean I don't know if it's commonplace but it what's commonplace I, I mean think I hope that light. like people are fucking scared now with like you know like sexual harassment the the line is so fine at this point you don't even know like if if I if I walk into the office and I tell the receptionist oh I like your top. Is that sexual harassment? I don't even know. I don't even know at this mm. point. I wouldn't even say it. I mean, like... See, you said, mm, you don't even know. So <coughs> it's so subjective. The sexual harassment that I'm talking about or, like, inappropriateness is, like, hand on your thigh. Like, yeah, my marriage isn't going so well. Like, that type of shit. Like, yeah. clear boundaries being crossed. The, you, you know, know the saying? majority of that happens... In corporate office, without a doubt, the majority of that happens, I think, and it, and from what I've seen, has been women on men. Because it's not cool to explicitly do that. Guy, if you're going to do sexual harassment, uh, no. you got to be low-key. I was like one on 22. One boss, but one-on-one, -on -one, I'm assuming, whatever happened, uh, right? We were, like, we were like, okay, so in advertising, and yeah. what, what I was doing, it yeah. was like very commonplace for like, Every, a lot of evenings, you're taking clients out. You have an expense account. Yes. I'm fucking 22, 23 with an expense account. I was the same thing in Nashville, Tennessee. Taking I was out there. clients yeah, for drinks. The and then up. like, oh, the VP is going to stop by just to say hello and blah, blah, blah. And then we end up having a conversation. And then he's all oh, like. Oh, at a bar. See, that's different. You're not talking about, I don't call that office. That's that's outside. That's still workplace that's still, harassment. Yeah, absolutely, like inappropriate. That's, I don't see. That's the gray area. You're right. That's inappropriate. And then and then turned out he ended up like fucking one of the employees. Like, like who he was I worked hook, with. He was trying to hook up with you. I like. There was so much like. What was this remember BBM? Name? I'm not fucking saying his name. Remember BBM? I said Nima. I I, I said Nima. <laughs> Yeah, remember, I remember Blackberry, like Blackberry? Messenger? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got a lot of inappropriate texts on Blackberry Messenger. On oh, my yeah. work Blackberry. Oh, no, it was secured. You can't trace it back. It was a good network. Did you go, did <laughs> you go to Waterloo? I did. It was the <laughs> University of Waterloo. BBM is the one thing they got right before they started making successive errors. Um, that was like the shit back then. Do you have any friends who still 
who um, desperately Blackberry. hung on to Blackberry at the end. No, there was like one. There was like one friend in our crew who like didn't go iPhone for a very long time, and even now she's like on Samsung. She... You just feel bad. Like the Blackberry, Samsung, uh, Android, they make great phones, right? Mm-hmm. But Blackberry at the end. When the people were, I had a buddy who was always be like, I like the tactile feedback of the keyboard. And you'd just be like. (laughs) (laughs) That's such a Persian thing. That's such an ethnic thing, by the way. Like, Poor you. (laughs) Poor, poor you. It's over. It's Um, over. Yeah. So, so anyways, I don't even know how we got onto this um, train of thought. Well, I mean, that's how these things We're talking about um, Okay, so workplace. So, I was saying... He tried to hook up with you. You're saying you don't really know. It I mean, kinda, like, it yeah, it was inappropriate. I'm sure if I was a little bit like more like open and whatever. Yeah. But I was like, fuck off, dude. Yeah. But yeah, all even like th- at that time in my life, like all the work that I was doing was just telling me that like men ain't shit. You know what I mean? Like yeah. corporate world. I have a corporate job that I'm working nine to five doing sales, doing really well. Yeah. And like I have all this bullshit and then uh on the weekends i'm doing my bar job obviously but i was cold as ice i'd like walk through the crowd like my fists like ready and if anyone grabbed me i would freak out and if they were if they were smaller than me i would hit them yeah like if they were shorter than me i would actually hit them. that's a good move you never pick on someone your own size (laughs) people always say pick on someone your own size that's stupid you're stupid Pick on only people smaller than you. Yo, don't don't touch me. Yeah, exactly. But if they were bigger than me, yeah. then I'd be like, fuck you. And then I'd call the bouncer. You'd scream a little bit? like, this fucking guy just grabbed my ass, and yeah. I want him out of here immediately. And more often than not, they'd be thrown out. But there was this one time that I was working at this club, and oh, my God, it was so shady. This guy grabbed me. And I was like, don't fucking grab me. And he was like, don't fucking talk to me like that bitch or I'm going to punch you in the face. And I was like, yo. And this guy was a serious dude. Like he was, I don't know if he was a drug dealer, what he was. There was bottles of Hennessy. He was like a serious dude. Hennessy, let's get out of here. (laughs) I was working there. I was like serving the table. Jesus, yeah. Hennessy, I was I was like, okay. So I tell the bouncer, I'm like, yo, this guy's trying to fuck with me. Like, he grabbed my, he grabbed me, and then now he's threatening to punch me in the face. I see the bouncer, like, look around and just like, and do nothing. Oh, so that guy they was were, exactly what they you were, were boys. About. Yeah, they 100%. were boys. Yeah, he's yeah, like, yeah. I'm not gonna fuck. Was he you. wearing? Uh, here's the question: Was he wearing sunglasses in that club? He was one. Yeah, 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 yeah. It all adds up. You know. You you know exactly the type. You made the right move. Anyways, I was so terrified that night. I was like, I'm going to leave this fucking place. And like, this guy could be waiting for me because I I, I started a drama. You know what I mean? I was like, you're not going to throw him out? Like, what the fuck? Like, yeah. He threatened me. Yeah. You know, I don't feel safe in my work environment. That's not cool. Um,. And for anybody listening, that's the exact scenario of any black person uh, blowing the whistle on a cop for misconduct ends up in this exact same situation. 
I feel like where you is just kind of like it's just on landing on deaf ears. Kinda. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, what I mean? exactly, exactly. Same kind of situation. Like, hey, he was fucking using excessive words. Ah, well, yeah, you know, he's my boy. Uh, yeah, yeah. Just fill out the A15 and the, sure you and the FMR3, and then uh, if you come back in two weeks, we'll fill out an A7. Yeah, and, and uh, eventually, uh, nothing's gonna happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. life. Yeah. And I think we're gonna end on that point. Okay? Oh, great! That is <laughs> such a happy. No, people ending. come back in. They know what it is. <laughs> they know what it is. The listeners know. They love it. Trust me. <laughs> they hate it when we end on a happy ending. Hey, uh, I want you to plug all your shit, whatever you have coming okay, cool. up, all your handles, everything. Okay, cool. So uh, if you want to follow me on Instagram, it's Simasep, S-I-M-A-S-E-P. I produce a monthly show called Working Nights. Um, that handle is at Working Nights Comedy, and I have a show coming up on August 22nd. It's a secret pop-up location in a backyard. It's going to be really dope. Um, and I think... I think that's it for now. Oh, uh, I'm at the Wavelength Festival August 18th, um, and I think that's in Toronto. Hell yeah, and I'm <laughs> going to be plugging all of your handles on the description. You will find Seaman Sperry here Instagram. Everything will be there. As for me, August 1st, 9 p.m., if you are in Toronto, Free Times Cafe, that is my one-year anniversary for the Plus Time Comedy Show, a show I've been running monthly for a year with Max Sheldrick, Plus Time Comedy. We make sketches on YouTube. Also, check that in. I'm doing a lot. Okay, all right? Thanks for listening. Thank Peace. you. Peace. Thanks for having me.